to get with the programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grunler. Wolverine. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it, dude. Nailed it. You got it. As if Look at that. Haven't been doing this for almost two and a half years, I think. No. Three years is in March, dude. Long? Three wow. years is in March. Now that's a that's a that's, that's ways away. That's ways that, that away. was a weird fucking COVID time. It, COVID time. Yes, that COVID year like just gets blended in. I don't even like that's two years of time mm. that I know things happen, but I just it doesn't equip like I can't. Yeah. Put it on any clock or time frame or anything that I have. I know it was there. I know I did things. I know it happened, but everything switched. Like <laughs> everything that I think was oh that was two years ago. No, that was four years ago. Yeah, yeah, getting there, getting there. What's up, everybody? Happy <laughs> Tuesday afternoon. Bruce, Corey, Janelle, Laura. Adrian, first time okay, here. What's up, dude? Check that box. Get it, Adrian. Check. Boom. That's how we're... Wait a second. I'm getting there. Stefan, did you really just PR your front squat by 50 pounds? Are you on the like heck? the Andrew Hiller strength program? Like <laughs> we went from three twenty five to three seventy five. <laughs> Holy crap! I I would have I would go on the side of you've been sandbagging for a while. There's no <laughs> way you're gonna have a fifty pound jump like that, dude. But even to have pounds? a three hundred and twenty five pound front squat in general is nothing to. No, that's a big front squat. Hi, Bruce. But thank you. Shit. 50 pounds. I'm happy Bill is here, Stud. too. <laughs> Stud. Ah, oh, second hmm. time here. What's up, Colorado Springs living? I like that. That's good. What's up, everybody? What's up? We are here to talk about the Zealous Games. And I want to talk about all things Zealous Games. We'll go through the programming. It's only four events, so that you know that's not a long show. It doesn't need to be. But the no. whole thing, the coverage, the setup, what it really is, what it's designed to be. Obviously, we'll talk about what the purpose of it is to help kind of guide our ship as, as we look at the programming specifically. But this was a weekend that I, I didn't really know what I was getting into. I had an idea. I watched the water. I had to watch the Wadapalooza stuff from last year, right? I was, you know, I was I was supposed to broadcast with you in uh, in Miami, and my son is like, "Hey, how about I just cough on you and the rest of the family, and we all get COVID, and now you can't travel." Perfect. And fortunately, I got to watch your coverage with Sean Woodland, which was phenomenal. Produced by Hamilton Road, first time they've had a real production company come in and and showcase. Wadapalooza, as it's always really earned the right to be with the event that what it is, it always deserved. I don't say deserve a lot, usually earned, like, hey, you worked for that, but they've done so much for so long. They deserved a better broadcast. Of course, that was their decision not to have that. But then the Savant podcast covered it as well, the in-between things sometimes during right. the event. So I, I soaked it all in. And this weekend at the Zealous Games, Savant had... Boots on the ground as far as cameras there to shoot the whole thing. Uh, Brian Friend was on the competition floor, basically. We'd be able to look at all four lanes and just call what he sees it goes in. And they had a slew of guests on throughout the weekend that just kind of came in as they could. Um, Brian from Barbell Spin came on. J.R. Howell, Taylor Self, uh, John 
God, I keep forgetting John's name because his freaking his name in my phone is so freaking long. <laughs> John, who likes everything heavy like Bill Grundler, was on the show as well. Uh, I hopped on for like thirty minutes because I guess they had they couldn't find anybody better. <laughs> Everybody was busy, and it was like, "Hey, Mercy Street, you got to come on." I was like, and it was an absolute pleasure to hop on for for a little bit while I got to. But everyone there, it was really really cool to to watch. Yes, John Young. Thank you, Corey. Um. I was thinking John Fire Ant Young. <clears throat> but what they did basically was a live coverage of this in-person portion of the Zealous Games, which was like 12 men and women, uh, I think three heats of four for every event. There was four events, two on Saturday, two on Sunday, the pre-shows, during the events, post Like it was, it was a full-blown coverage of that. So props to all who were a part of that um, coverage. It was, it was very unique. And I, uh, I was in a part of a, a little behind tech stream because they had to get me on the show. So I got to see really aside from the coverage itself and everything is like those guys and girls that are a part of that whole thing this weekend, they care so much. And Savon can put on the, the toughest uh, that he can, but that dude cares about CrossFit, the sport, the community more than he'll like put his, uh, you know, he does the community side too, but like that dude loves a sport too. I know he talks about CrossFit the community being the, really the only thing and like CrossFit methodology is, is what it's all about. But those guys care so much. They do care. And it was, I was glad that they did what they did. I thought it was really fun for them to do that. Um, knowing that we have done, broadcast the broadcast side mm -hmm. like i love all those guys and this is not a jab on what they did it was kind of hard to watch though honestly Be because not because of the camera footage or or how it went that way but everybody wanted to be involved mm. and so you had four people talking all at the same time and so brian's trying to do play-by-play -play and commentary at the, and color at the same time uh, Sevon's in there jumping about like, wow, just touch that dude's back. Just touch it. I dare you to touch <laughs> his back. And then, you know, Matt's having to do stuff on the floor and then they're trying to get like, you know, weird shots of, of Hiller doing his thing. And, um, I mean, I, again, it's not a jab on what they were doing. You could tell that they cared about it. Uh, they brought a lot of coverage mm -hmm. to the people watching it. So they did a ton of stuff and a ton of work. And I mean, they were literally on air from the beginning of the day so to the long. end of the night. And that was for two events a day. Right. <laughs> like that's it. Like at the games, they did the same thing, but like that was for like 15 events. This was mm -hmm. for four. Right. So I'm really glad that those guys were there um, to be involved um, and, and, and just show the love for what they were trying to do, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and giving the props for the sport and giving, I mean, it, what I really took away from it was it wasn't even what they did, but they were just part of a gigantic experiment, which was the Zellos games. Yeah. And that's what I think is interesting. I, I, I will fault nothing on what it was, how it was, anything, because it was the only version that has been done 
that way. And I'm yeah. not talking broadcast. I'm talking. I'm talking scoring. I'm talking the way right. they did the the heats. I'm talking how they brought people in. I'm talking the fact that they have a live version and an online element to that. Um, right. <laughs> right. It, it was a really interesting way to go. All right. Well, let's open up all these doors and see what the hell happens. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, like I how the fact that it was a cross sanctioned event. I thought was right. interesting. I'm like, wow. So here we are as we're doing Z Lic- scores. License. We're doing all license. these. Or license, I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're doing all these things. And across it still, like, there was still that that uh, connection between mm-hmm. having cro- a CrossFit licensed event. And I know that it's not that big of a deal. But usually right. when someone is going away from you know, the norm, which mm-hmm. is what this event was. It yeah. was, I, I think, you know, in a, in, in a, in a very positive way, away from the norm, just to test. And it was really interesting, man. Like all of it start to finish. Oh, for sure. And with the licensing thing, it's like use, it's, it's like being an affiliate. You pay yeah. to use CrossFit and they let you do whatever it is that you want to do. And if you want to do, uh, remember when Dubai, this never actually ended up happening, but they were going to turn Dubai into like 10, special uh individualized not individualized like almost single modality events that was the plan well, they, i they think they kind for of played with that remember they did the they did the long bike ride they had and they brought like the triathletes in there yeah that was early on but even it was almost in those events i think it was a yeah. year it was a year it got canceled but the plan was it was like 10 events all single modalities ah right and yeah uh, wad zombie how much yeah. does it cost i think it it depends there's there's tiers to the licensing and I think it's as low as like five hundred dollars, honestly, like five hundred to a thousand bucks to be a licensed. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, and with those tiers, and I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head, and I should know this, especially with the job that I have now. But you can basically say CrossFit in your competition. Like if I run, so I run the Lone Star Shootout or Lone Star Legends here in Texas. I can't call it a CrossFit event, even though we all know what it is. Because I don't right. have the licensing to say it. Now, I pay my 500 or or $1,000. I didn't say, hey, Masters co- CrossFit competition in Dallas, Texas. I can put CrossFit on all our T-shirts. I think that's another tier is being able to use the logo in your merchandise and the logo in your marketing. That's, that's, there's different tiers um, with the licensing. Um, Back to the event itself and the coverage is it would be extremely unfair to judge this against any broadcast we have ever done or has ever been done because that's not what it was. It was totally, and I call it as like it was live coverage in a system we have never seen before, like you said, in a format with scoring that we've never seen used live in competition in a way to cover a sport different than it really ever has been. It, it reminded me of, I, I would much rather do that than what we had to suffer through with um, flow elite in those water. <laughs> days. Uh... Cause we didn't even like have a producer. <laughs> We couldn't even move no, we, cameras, and we were just sitting there hung out to dry. And yeah, the, the way he did it, and this is what I liken it to, because you have two different things here. It, you have, I liken it to, if anybody watches football, 
You have Monday Night Football, which is this like first class worldwide broadcast with cameras and replays and everything, right? That couple million dollar broadcast. And then you have something called the Manning cast, which is like on Monday Night Football is on ESPN. The Manning cast is ESPN too. And that's Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. And they're both in their rooms watching the game like two dudes who used to play the game, sitting on their couch, just talking about the game. And there's a huge, huge following, love, and market for that. And I, and I think totally. that this is yeah. what it is because <clears throat> everyone that loved that, and I enjoyed watching it too and listening to Brian do what he really always does, that just nobody has a mic on him when he's doing it. Like, that, that's what Brian, <clears throat> excuse me, that's what Brian does for the CrossFit Games. We know where the cameras are because Brian is sitting there watching the field and relaying the information back to the production truck and then the cameras move, right? And so Brian got to really showcase what he does a lot of the time in live competition when he's a part of the broadcast team, other than providing information and stats and things like that, which is, is copious, uh, him and Chad. But there's a huge following and love for that laid back. We're all on a couch together, drinking a beer, shooting the shit, and covering it. And I, and I think there's room and, and maybe a necessity to have both in the space when events like this are being covered. Because like the professional Clean-cut broadcast is not everybody's cup of tea. No, totally. And I wish they would have leaned into that more uh, because that way they wouldn't be they wouldn't have they wouldn't have been on each other's toes. Is oh, what, yeah. is what I is what I kind of felt like. I mean, Brian, you know, Brian was trying to do. He was trying to do what we normally see, like our job, the the play by play, the color commentating, you know, who's coming up. There's 25 more feet on the handstand walk and mm. so-and-so just moved up into this and they have five more to go. That is important. But when that person is trying to do that and when you are a, a single person, I mean, like I, we have played these roles where you are play by play <laughs> and color at the same time. Yeah. And when you do that, you're nonstop talking. Like you don't, when it's me and you, we we can bounce off each other. We know when to take that breath. Mm -hmm. You can start your thing, like when people are moving, and then I can say why they're moving. And then we we'll go back to, okay, now they're moving again. And we talk about, okay, well, how are they moving this way? What should they be doing? So you can do that. When it's just you, you're, you're just kind of nonstop talking. You're right. afraid you're going to miss something. So that left very little room for the other guys that were wanting to hop in and have that 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 mm -hmm. that kind of fun talk. And so... That's what I mean. Like, oh, I still could have leaned into the other side, leaned into the podcast version of yeah, the I broadcast rather than trying, you know, like, hey, what they were, what they did was awesome. Mm -hmm. But instead of trying to go close to what we normally would see in Wadapalooza or whatever, yeah. have them back all the way out and then just be like the Sevon show yeah. over top of whatever and have all those guys talk same thing have have i mean have, have brian with all of his information in there i mean we'll look at so and so doing yeah. this and then you could have you know i mean whoever matt talking about whatever and then seven wanting to talk you know <laughs> the only thing seven wants to like add is how big this guy is that guy looks jacked why isn't everyone wearing tights um touch that <laughs> one guy's back you know all, yeah. all of those kind of things you know it's so funny yeah it's cracking me up and I think the hard part there in the beginning, it was like they were, they were trying to figure it out. They had n never totally. done it before. Right. So the heat one of event one, it was 
Yeah, everyone, just, everyone here was to just do like, it, it was like everybody was arguing. <laughs> but by the end, you're right, like Brian took over, yeah. but that was the flow, right? And it was really easy for Brian to do that because one, Brian's there watching it in real time and just calling right. whatever he wants to, whenever he wants to, as it unfolds. And the poor, you know, anybody else is just watching not live, right? And so that is, that's really hard to do. It's really hard to have any type of flow oh, there. Yeah. But again, I think I would love, and honestly, I would watch this back. If, so, say, Savan and their crew did the same thing at the CrossFit Games or Wadapalooza. Well, if we're doing the live broadcasts as it's always been traditionally, which is what some people want, and that's happening at the same time, when I go home, I'm going to watch Savan's show. I don't want to listen to myself shit all over myself for six hours trying to, you know, <laughs> get through a broadcast. But I'll go back and watch Savan. It was cool. It was really cool. It was uh, yeah. the one hit I got to do it. I was just sitting back and watching. I was like, I'm not going to come in here and just like derail this show and try to broadcast as it went. And so like I was just watching it as a fan. And so like we were, uh, I, the one I remember is th it was during the third event and we're tr we were like, this girl has to go unbroken. And we're watching her. We're like, there's no way she's getting nine. Well, she got eight. And we're just like cheering for her to get, like it was weird to cheer for athletes or to react like that. That made it fun. It was really fun to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it was cool. I enjoyed it. Good job. It would be, it would be a, uh, it would be a very different um, angle. Mm -hmm. It would be fans for fans sake. Right. Rather than classic uh, coverage for classic coverage sake. Right. You know, with, with mega stats and, and, coaching cues and strategic whatever it'd be like, like it like it would be the whole setup like bro five bucks you can't do it five bucks you can't do it <laughs> right that'd be like, awesome. that kind of stuff you know that like people would be like stepping up that would that would be really fun yeah that would be fun so i i enjoyed it i think uh i think that type of format and and really like in the way that they had it 12 people four people per lane like it was the perfect area was um to test something like this out remember uh oh, what was that something 3000 um they would show these old cheesy ass like space flicks or whatever and there'd be like the three aliens <laughs> that looked like a gumball thing and, yes uh it was space, space something Oh, science theater, uh, 3000. science theater, mystery science theater, mystery theater, 3000, mystery science theater, 3000. Yeah, that one. It would be like that. That is the where the, perfect where just like, analogy. The thing is happening. We should totally do one of those. That's Fuck, what they we gotta did. Do one of those with Sevon. I'm down. It was fun, dude. I had a good time. And, and that would be, that would be really funny. And I give this, I give a lot of credit to Savon too, is that Savon pretends that he doesn't really know what's going on. So he does a good job of asking people the questions, but he asks all the yeah. right questions, which means he, you know, he knows exactly what's going on. The guy has been around way too long, long to not know what he's talking about. Like yeah. you don't have to be a great athlete to be able to ask questions. And what he has always been good at is asking not the surface level question he never asks a surface level question. No, it, uh, he starts with like one tier down, which usually will immediately get someone uncomfortable. And then he just drops like eight levels. And comes way down and just with a weird smile on his face will say something that makes, I mean, this is why the athletes used to get so nervous around him 
because they're like, fuck, he's going to ask me this and it's going to put me in a weird place. Yeah, you would I avoided that like, guy for a decade. He would just run. I just thought it was hysterical. <laughs> I'm like, of course you're going to ask that question, man. I love it. Yeah, I love a, it. I thought it was great. Yeah, he, It was no, awesome. He, he does a good job, a really good job. So I, I really enjoyed what they did. I think um, the evolution of that, I'm really curious to see what happens um, as they do it. I, I know they want to do more. Everybody that was watching the stream really enjoyed what was going on. Like depending how they go to do it. Like, I mean, that's Brian worked for CrossFit for a little while and got removed from CrossFit because he was videoing yeah. uh, 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 Hobart. Hobart, yeah. And they're recording over that. And then they're like, and you're out. <laughs> yeah. But then so, he was back. You know, with use like, you know, remember when they did the the world the world stream? If they do something like that, or if it's just oh yeah, you know, they're allowed to use some sort of like iPhone cameras, or if they just do a hey, we'll let you do it with this, you know, wide shot camera, whatever. Um, I don't, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they do. Or oh, the other the other thing is this: they just let them in. They just let them in and be like, hey, okay, you have four, you have three cameras. You run your show. Yeah. But I just, I, I know that that's never been a, CrossFit doesn't really like to share, or at least in the past. Has, it wouldn't <sighs> take away from the, the regular broadcast. It, yeah. It would add to it. Or just, ha or, or bring them in to officially be the in-between. Mm. I don't think Savon you know, would the, want the, to be official the, anything. The, yeah. I think he likes being the renegade. Well, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I think if they gain, I highly doubt they would do is like, yeah, come on in and do your thing. But a world feed, they already have a world feed. They have world feeds for different countries broadcast. Like there are different broadcasts in different languages for the CrossFit games that they use the world feed, which is the raw video footage coming from the main broadcast. Why not give them that? All they're doing is having more people watch what's happening. There are people that are going to watch Savon's show that are not going to watch the broadcast no matter what you put out there. Or if they do, they're just going to go on there and shit on everything. And at least on Savon's, they're happy. Is he would have to be allowed to do what he does. Like, it, it, I, I don't see CrossFit bringing him, him in because they, I mean, dude, we, we've been with, you know them a long time and doing this and it's all about making sure that I mean, you don't want anything negative about the brand ever and you're not going to be able to say anything about that while on the air whereas Sevon, that was what he does he wants to be able not not that he's trying to take pop i mean the nice thing about Sevon is yeah he'll talk shit on certain things but he will also give props where props are due i mean he's always been that way if something's good he'll say it but if something's not good, he'll say that too. And I, I think he, I can't see, I can't see the organization saying, sure, we're, you know, secure enough in our brands that talk crap about this or what athlete didn't do this, that, or the other thing or whatever. So, yeah. But yeah, it's uh did you freeze again. Oh, there you go. Okay. Now there I'm back. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go open up a door over okay. here. But the first thing we're going to talk about is we're going to go through events now. Okay, four events, two days, 12 competitors each using Z-score, which we'll touch on at the end. But uh, it started with this little guy. Now, I know you guys can't see it at home, but Bill, if you can run through 
what this was. Oh, I got to pull that up. Here, oh, we want to blow it up for you. It was two, yeah. two three-minute AMRAPs with a minute rest in between. Cal bike, dumbbell stepovers, max muscle-ups, two times through with a four-minute at the end. Scores, max muscle-ups. So you do that basically twice, and then that last one, so it's a three-minute AMRAP, three-minute AMRAP, four-minute AMRAP. Um, with the score being the total number of muscle-ups that you hit. Um, you had the bike to start, then you had the dumbbell box stepovers, and then those ring muscle-ups. And it was really interesting, I think, whenever you have an event like this, there's so much gamesmanship that goes into it because you have to figure out how are you supposed to maximize those ring muscle-ups. And when you have three like this, especially with the last one being the longest time frame, what that ends up doing is it allows you, oh, that's bigger. I can see that now. Um, it allows you an opportunity to game, especially that second round. So you hit that first three minute AMRAP, um, you get through the cow bike, you, you do what you can on the box step overs, and then you take a massive chunk when you're most fresh on those ring muscle ups. Then the second you come back around, you do, you know, whatever, you're tired now, but you had your one minute rest. You're not going to go super hard on the bike. Um, you're not going to, you're just going to do your thing on the box step overs. And then you want to get a decent set on the ring muscle ups. But then you want to basically try to recover yourself for that last amount because it'll be that last set, which I think would have been, if I was going into this, would have been the, the, the winning time you have a lot more time then to get reps. Yeah. And if you can recover yourself on that second round, you're going to be way better going into the third. Um, but it's tight. It's, it's a trip though, because, and this is where the Z score thing kind of hops into it. And I know we'll talk about it later, but like now it's not just about winning. It's about how much are you going to win by? Right. And, so it there's a there's a lot of a lot of different strategies to take on that, you know. I almost that I almost think that limits people's ability to strategize anything. It's like, yeah, you just gotta be better than everyone with your fitness, in a sense. You know, it, yeah. it kind of it takes gaming out of it a bit. No, it yeah, it does. It does. Um, in uh. When I looked at this was usually you saw people get a huge set in the first round, like you were saying. Yeah. And I think it's like second round, okay, manage a bit. Don't don't lose too much that you can't get back at the end. But what I really liked about just these movements and how this was structured was, okay, the echo bike is going to spike your heart rate and blow up your legs. And then the box stepovers is going to keep your legs blown up keep your heart rate basically kind of where it's at. I don't really see that taking more or elevating it, but the grip it's taking away for the rings, right? Everything had its place in there. I thought it was right. a cool collection of movements for an AMRAP of max ring muscle-ups, especially for the, for the people taking the test too. Yeah. Um, I thought the cow, I th look at the cow difference. I thought that was a little uh, uh, skewed just a touch. 26, 26 18. Like I thought that was a little that was off a little bit unless they really wanted they wanted to allow because they knew that people weren't going to be going all out. So if they were just thinking that like, OK, well, what's a 75 percent 
uh, oh, role yeah. between like men and women so that they're coming off at around the same time. Like if you were having them go all out, mm -hmm. like if this is just a one round set, then everyone's going to be just emptying the tank on this. They're going to, they're going to go, you know, as hard as they can. And those numbers I think would be way different. Yeah. Um, and the women would be stepping off like way sooner, um, off the bike. Yeah. But I, but I do like, I like the set. Mm -hmm. Um, but whenever it, you know, it, it's all about managing the work for the ring muscle up still. So you have to be able to, I mean, the heart for me anyway, maybe I'm just talking, you know, personal experience, but one of my, one of the things that has always been a weakness of mine is high level gymnastics out of fatigue. Like I'm, gr oh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm good at high level gymnastics, but if I am exhausted and then you go into yeah. that, it's like, okay, I just blew my leg was sucked all the oxygen out of my, <laughs> out of my body. And now all of a sudden I have no grip and I know that we just did the box step overs, but like I would, I would be feeling that in mm -hmm. my grip on the ring muscle ups. It's like, I just, I don't have any pop anymore. I'm going to, I'm afraid I'm going to come off these rings. I have mm -hmm. to come down. Yeah. So then it's really a matter of, of being able to support. I think that last, I mean, this, I think this one has Pat Barber written all over, it. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, yeah, go all out mean. on the first just sandbag the second and then all out on the last one. Yeah. Well, Ethan Helbig tried that and did not work out very well for him. Yeah. Although that was well, on the did bike. He try? Did, was it, was it an official I don't think so. I think it... he just sent the bike in the first 26 and he forgot like there was nine and a half minutes left of the workout combined. Well, that's what, that's the problem when you have massive quads like that, dude, like he's gigantic. So, I mean, it's funny that his name is hell big cause he's hella big. Yeah, for sure. The, the one thing that when I was looking at this, is we've said this before is like okay our thing and we'll see this actually later is like wall ball shots put everybody at the same height you have different weighted balls for a reason 10 feet men and women but well, i think we had this conversation about weighted box stepovers at the same thing is that the box stepovers for the men were so much harder than they were for the women because of that four inch difference with weight Right, when you add weight to the equation, I think standardizing a height is probably a better way to go. Right, You have different weights. You don't need different weights and different heights. You're, you're making it much more difficult. You're, like, you're making it twice as hard for the men. Does that make sense? Right. What, what are your thoughts on yeah. that? Yeah, totally. I, I, I totally agree with that. And we've talked about that multiple times. Like, Why are we switching... It's like it's like the wall ball thing. The wall ball you already have the wall ball down. Why do we bring the, the heights down also? Like pick one or the other. You don't have to do that on this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll you know, I'll stick with that as like I think if you're doing weighted anything with a box, standardize the height. Why is it why is Chad one thousand a thousand box step ups for time with a forty five and thirty pound ruck with a twenty inch box? Because it's it's I mean, it's what he did, right? I get that, but it's standard across the board. Everybody does it. And I think when you do right. weighted step-ups, those heights need to be the same because when you add 15 more pounds to the dumbbells in each hand, going from 35s to 50, that is plenty. When you add another four inches, I don't, someone's going to take a sound bite from this. It's like, four inches is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right? So if I say, like, hey, okay, Bill, give me a, like a, like a moderately heavy front squat. Cool. Now go four inches lower. You're like, damn, yeah. dude. Like that that's what we're talking about. It's not the upper. It like four inches when you when you're talking about that, 
when they're stepping up onto the box, that is a depth thing, right? They have the, the step up from there. I say, yeah, say again, not for the ladies, for the guys that would like that to actually be true. That's what you're saying, Corey. <laughs> so, and, and that's my only thing, right? When we look at this is like, hey, what are the couple things I would have liked to see in here? This is a blanket statement across the board. Like we talked about uh, wall, wall shots. Weighted anything step overs, that box height should be the same. And it, it, I think 20 is the perfect height for both men and women to use. You have different yeah. dumbbell sizes for a reason. Yeah, I agree. But overall, I mean, this is cool. This was really cool. And I love the break in between because then you got to see where everybody was. You're like, damn, dude, I have to get 13 in this last round. I'm, I'm three behind already. And, you know, this is so like that, that the, part was uh, super cool. And I like the movement, the, the triplet uh, combo here. Yeah, the triplet is really fun. I The rest time in between, it's really crazy. It's like, yeah, okay, I am recovering. But the amount of thinking that goes into that one minute uh, of all of the things, like now you you now you don't get to settle into the to the event anymore. You have to think about all the things. Okay, am I recovered recovered enough? I'm not. Oh shit, I'm not rested enough. I don't feel good enough going to this. <laughs> yeah. Shoot, how am I supposed to get? I need to get this, but I can't get that because I'm not rested. All of these things happen in that one minute rest. When when you're actually actively doing the stuff, you don't think of it that loud. You don't hear it that loud. Mm -hmm. So it it's uh, I I I love interval events like this. I think that, oh, it, that it it really does throw a wrench into people's um, into their flow. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it doesn't allow them to settle into any sort of routine. Yeah. So speaking of derailing, I do want to bring this up. Corey just put this in there. <clears throat> Is that you know Jim? Jimbo doing a yeah, 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 yeah. Did you see what he did for Chad? The weighted, the weighted burpee step ups. Yes. Yeah, with the vest. What? Or with well, the with the ruck. Yeah. Like, what the hell, bro? I think I talked to me. He's like, in the first fifty reps, I realized this was going to be a horrible idea. I was like, well, you had nine hundred fifty to call it quits, bro. <laughs> I know. You just had to stop doing burpees. That is the craziest shit. Yeah, I, I think that he like he's done some gnarly, gnarly workouts so far. Things I just don't care to do, but that probably takes cake. Yeah, Barbell Spin. I know that the uh, rule book just came out right uh, recently, within an hour or so. I'm excited to look at that. We'll probably do a show on that. Um, all right, let's see. What do you guys think about? Right, uh, we already talked about that. Hey, Jenny. real fast, everyone. Everyone's thinking that I'm bagging. I, that I'm just like trashing on what those guys did on what I'm not trashing on what they did on Bryant, uh, uh, will and lady 2742 and whatever. Um, I'm not bagging on what they did. You guys, I'm not saying it was a bad deal. I'm saying it was different from what the normal setup is. And I was bummed for them that they were running all over each other is what I was saying, which mm. happened. And we'll mention this, the fact that one was live you know, Brian was there, so he he can't see the other people when they're going to Right, right. In, he has to, like, so watch he, the field. You can't get that. <laughs> he, he's watching the field. So it gets very difficult to do that. So what I was saying was the flow was rough at times when, yeah, I want to hear all the stuff that they were doing. So I wasn't by any means saying that what they did was a bad job mm. or anything like that. So oh, yeah. those of you guys that think that I was calling on it or – or uh, you know, trying to talk down on it. That was not the case. We're just talking about what it was. That's all. Yeah. It's all good, you guys. Now, okay, so this next event was the dirtiest one of the weekend. I love this one. Five seven nine power clean. 
bar facing burpee, thruster bar facing burpee. It was 165 and 115. Oh, I guess I need to scroll up. There it is. 165 and 115. And when I saw this event, I was like, dude, this is so mean. Like this is, (laughs) this is just, and, and being the second event of the day too. I mean, what did we just do before this? We hit the bike. We did heavy step overs, not a whole bunch of cows, but a lot of intensity. Yeah. And then we put ourselves to maximum failure on ring muscle ups, (laughs) which requires a pull. And the biggest, hardest part about the muscle up is that press out. That press. Cool. All right. Here's a heavy bar that you're going to have to cycle, whether it's touch and go or the weird drop and go bar facing burpees for 42 total. Okay. There's pushing off the floor and all of it is screaming like lockout, like your lockout in your front rack position is just gone. And when they pick up the bar for those thrusters, you saw a lot of people's spirits and, and want to completely leave their bodies in that round. Of, <laughs> yeah, almost more in the of round highs. of seven than it was the round of nine, right? You get to the round of seven, like, shit, I got another, I have a set of nine after this. And that just broke people. I think yeah. in those seven thrusters in that middle round was kind of where people decided whether they actually wanted to go hard or not. Yeah. Well, and anytime, anytime you have um, an ascending rep count like that, it's such a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you, you think you're going well, and then you get partway through the middle you know, of that, of that second round. And you're like, Oh my, I haven't even done half of it yet. I'm not even halfway. (laughs) Right. Holy shit. Like this, it's, it's like shoulders burning, triceps gassed. Legs. My push is gone. My legs are smoked. And, and I mean, you have no, I I think it's great. Like the weight that they picked, especially Mm. for these athletes was heavy enough that you can't not go fast. Yes. And that's what was awesome of, of, of the entire thing. It's the, the weight selection that they used. They nailed for, it. For that. I mean, it, it, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So good. Because you, you, have, no, you have no choice. But right. You got to do them unbroken and you got to do them fast. Mm-hmm. And it forced them to, you couldn't fake the speed. So, for example, if they picked 135 and 95, it would have been too light. There would have been yep. no separation. It would have come down to no reps. The same thing we talked about, picking the right weight for the right movements. Yep. There's nothing wrong with doing thrusters in competition, depending if you're doing it with elite athletes or not. At the same time, if you picked 185 and 135, this would just have been a singles fest and some breaking up yeah. and just like, okay, who's stronger under fatigue, which was part of this. But the, you're right, dude. They nailed it. And yeah. I... this. Uh, fun stuff aside, I'd rather do the final event. As far as programming, this was my favorite one by far. The pull from the floor to the shoulder with the bar facing burpees in the middle and then the <clears throat> then the uh, front squat to press overhead. Like you just, you hit so many different modalities and movement patterns at an intensity that no one really wanted to go at, but they had to. This was just yeah, so, dude. it was great. These guys can't not do bar facing burpees fast. You just, I mean, you, you can't. And so like there is, there is, especially with the weight and the movements, there is no spot at all where you can either have an active recovery spot or a transitional rest or like it's, it's full throttle. Yeah. 
from five all the way down to seven all the way down to nine all the way down. And you don't have an op like you don't have an option. It, the, the option is you're just going to get your ass kicked. And again, knowing that the way the disease score is set up, if you decide on this one that you're going to just get beat out of the 12. Mm-hmm. Well, OK, now, if you really got beat, if you sandbag because you're like, I just don't want to go this hard on this one. Yeah. Then you you get smashed on the points. So it's throttled down the whole way. And it is really deceivingly ugly yeah but i love that but it's at the same time it's like oh man this is this is that one that you know is gonna hurt so bad but like <laughs> but, I, but i really want to do it though yeah i know <laughs> like it's only seven minutes like ah i can do this i, I can i can boil myself for seven minutes it'll be all right it'll be all right the, the, i may i may not be able to move for the next 21 minutes right um, after that, but it's like I I like it. I agree. I think this is a, the 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 coolest programmed one of it, all. It was and the and deceivingly smart program. Yes, that yeah. the movement patterns, like we said, the intensity that was required. No one, no one was a sure thing. That's the other thing I really liked about this too, and, and that speaks to a well programmed event. Other than say the best of best, like if Matt Fraser's here and Tia Toomey's here, we know who's winning this event. But what I'm talking about is across the board for everybody else. Take the exceptions out. There's no one you could look at in this event that you're like, sure thing they're going to win, because this wasn't strongest person's going to win this. No, it's not that heavy, but it is heavy at the intensity and fatigue that is going to happen to you. At the same time, it's like, oh, the small work capacity person is going to do this. Like, no, because it is a little too heavy when we get fatigued. And it really was the best CrossFitter. I know I probably shouldn't. It was, the, the fact that I can't nail it down, I think, speaks to the volume or, or it speaks volumes to how well this event was programmed. Yeah. And it's so simple. Like, it's 579 thrusters, power cleans, and bar-facing burpees. Like, <laughs> that's the and I think that's the best part of programming. Programmers, you don't have to put bells and whistles on things to make it a great event. This is a perfect example of simple is best. Well, and it but it's 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 written simple, but there's a lot of thought that goes behind it. Like the weight is picked appropriately so that certain things can happen. The the uh bar facing burpees, okay, everyone can do that. Everyone can do it fast, so guess what? Everyone's going to be doing that fast. Right. So now we know that everyone's heart rate is up. So what are the other movements we can do to just slap you across the face with? Thrusters. Okay, cool. Everyone can do thrusters, but if we go 30, even 135 for, for 135 and 95 would be too light for this number of reps Yeah. for what they have going on. Like, it's not 185, 135, which is perfect because it's like now you know they can still do it fast. Right. I mean, so it's like there's a lot of knowledge of understanding, one, what do they want the outcome to look like? What do they want each of the rounds to look like as they're going through? Like, where is it? Where are they really going to start getting into that pain cave? And when are they really going to have to show, like, the true fortitude and grit of, like, okay, who really wants to win this? Mm -hmm. Who really wants to go? Right. And you're right. It's not a just strongman event and it's not a body weight only event for all the short guys it's it is a very well programmed on a very very well understood programmed event yes that's, it's just really cool it looks really simple i and i i, I almost want to say that that saying that it's simple isn't fair the correct kind of undermines it, yeah. it a little bit yeah 
Yeah, but that's elegant. That's what makes it great. It's a Pat Sherwood is. It's very, it's very elegant, hundred percent. Yeah, um, but just like there's, it's a very smart, yeah, a very intelligently programmed event. And, and again, not just with the movements, but with the weights that they picked. It was the perfect weight. It was the perfect weight. Shout out! That was great. Uh, all right, event three was the Ace of Spades. I like how they use all these Vegas things. Now, this was a, a fun little double unders to start, three snatches on a certain 90-second mark. I'll pull this up here <clears throat> for you guys. The amazing thing watching this, because, look, there's, there's a lot written here. Yeah. But basically, every round was 90 seconds. Every round started with 30 double unders. And then you went three snatches, three snatches, three snatches, two, two, one, one for seven rounds and then in the eighth round for three minutes you can find a max snatch now the weights went 185 all the way up to 265 for the men 125 all the way to 170 for the women format aside weights aside what we're looking at is okay what have we done so far we've been on the bike we've done some step overs we did some high volume ring muscle ups okay so a little monostructural, some leg weightlifting, some pull and push on the rings. Cool. What did we just do? Okay, we said pull from the floor. We did a squat press with the barbell, high intensity the day before, and some burpees. Okay, what do we have here? We have some double unders, and we have a pull from the floor with a snatch. Right now, we are falling in line with some great building blocks as the weekend goes on. Now, this format... Look, we've seen snatch ladders before. We've seen snatch ladders with double unders. We haven't seen them with the rep scheme. This was like a combo. This was really a combo of every regional snatch test we've ever had in competition. <laughs> totally. <Right? laughs> we, we had the, in 2012, we had the double under snatch ladder. Yep, in yep. 2013, we had the, not even that, let's say 2014 or 15, where it was like the handstand walk into two minutes for a max snatch, right? We, so we have yep. that kind of at the end. And then we've had the snatch ladder where it was like 10, 8, 6, 4, 2 with heavier weights with these weights, actually with these exact weights with some sneaked in between. This is all those combined. And the thing that blew me away is people were PRing their snatch <laughs> by not like five, there was some five pounders in there, but like Kristen Kohlenbrander PR'd her snatch. Her snatch is 215, and she PR'd it. I think it was 220 or 225, something like that. It might have been 220. I can't remember. But she PR'd. It's not like her snatch was 185, and she PR'd by five pounds. Like, she has an elite level. One, It's actually one of the heaviest snatches in live competition ever. I think Mia Ockerland had the, had the biggest 231 one, yeah. at Dubai yeah. that one yeah. year because it was in kilos. Um, but then what Tudor Magda PR to snatch with like 20 pounds or something like that. Yeah. But we're talking like 300 something pounds. <laughs> These are weights you shouldn't be PRing by any more than five pounds from. It was absolutely insane. When we do, uh, we've done a set, uh, for a while actually, where it's like an 18 minute AMRAP and you do 50 double unders and you start with one snatch okay. at like 65% of your one rep max and you do one. And then 50 double unders, and you go up 5% every single time. Okay. Just up until the end. You get up as far as you go. You usually go about nine-ish rounds or so, somewhere in there. 
And we repeat of all of the of all the different ways we'll do it with clean and jerk. We'll do it with snatch. And with all of the different sets we've ever done, that particular setup, we've had more people get PRs in. Right. And classic going for the one rep. Like if you're looking at like true Olympic lifting style, you are going for your you know five by one kind of thing. Um, and I think what it is is that you're not thinking so much about the lift because you have the double under part to start. Yeah. So you're, you aren't, I mean, there's so many things to think about, you know, how, where am I pulling from? Where are my, are my knuckles pointed down? Are my knees pointed out enough? Am I doing this? Am I doing that right here? It's like, you don't, you, you're under a time constraint. Oh man, we're getting all the hot. Girls. I know. Finally, <laughs> God, we haven't had these in a long time. Dang, it's been a while. <laughs> means we're having a good um, show. Welcome. Uh, welcome ladies. <laughs> But you finally, now you're under a time constraint. You have double unders that you have to get done. And then you have to get, so all you're thinking is, is completion rather than all of the things into that. And you just see really cool things happen, which is really fun to see. I, I just, I love, I love when you can have elite level athletes getting, uh, yeah. PRs anyway, especially in competition. That's always cool. And a product of that is, well, okay, what can it be? Because it's not like they were fresh from yesterday. Right. It's this might be a time where a lot of them, you know, a lot of athletes after the games usually go on big strength cycles. Yeah. Just trying to bulk up, load up, get that strength up before they have to start really working the work capacity. And it's like, okay, if I can operate at 95, 90% of my max effort that I did going into it, you're like, you're going to be fine in usually any event that comes up, especially the CrossFit Games. That could be one. The other could be is that format gets them so out of their head and into a position of fatigue that the only way that bar is going up is they have to do it the right way. Yeah. You hit that level of, of efficiency yeah. under fatigue. Yeah. You, you like, can't muscle it anymore. Tired, right. But your body will, your body naturally will move because you can't muscle this stuff anymore at that point. Right. And you yeah. know, when you're fresh, People will try to do it. They still can't muscle it, but they'll keep trying because yeah. they feel like they can. When you do this format every 90 seconds, double unders every time, three sets of three before we even get to the twos, and then two sets of that, and then singles again, and then we have three minutes, is that they're so fatigued to an extent is that there's no other way to lift this bar than to actually do it the right way. Yeah. Me pulling early or trying to muscle this over my head isn't going to work. My shoulders are smoked. Well, then you better use your legs and hips like you should have done to begin with. I thought it was great. It's just cool. You have almost 30 seconds of rest on every single round. So you have, you're not, you're not spiking your heart rate. In the, like 30 double unders, it doesn't spike you. No. It's just something to do. Mm -hmm. So you, you're... Your fatigue musc like uh, muscularly just enough to not be sloppy to try to muscle the weight up, mm -hmm. especially when you get up into those those higher rounds. Um, you're not tired enough where you can't still move efficiently. You, I mean, you. I think you kind of have, and we've seen that where, uh, especially with people that really don't know how to lift. That's why you know we talked about like when we were doing the book club, like PVC pipes work, but sometimes you have to give them a little bit of weight because yeah. the body has to feel it. Yeah. Um, and it, it it's the same kind of thing. You have that window of it's too light, so I'm gonna muscle even though I don't feel like I'm muscling it, mm -hmm. or now I'm too tired and now 
I, I just can't move correctly. But that window where your body will naturally move as efficient as it can without you thinking about moving efficient. And that's right where these people start to get those big weights. That's cool. It was awesome. The, the fact yeah. that we got those weights up in that setting, I thought was really cool. And aside from like the show, what we've done so far from event one, two, and three are fitting in nicely with each other as it progresses. Here's the hard part is that if you're going to do four events, they have to be on point as far as yeah. balance is concerned. And that is really, really hard to do. It's easy to make a full task of 15 events. It's easy. Oh, yeah, we had a max strength in there. Cool. We got 12 to offset it. Okay, we'll go long here, and we'll do some gymnastics here. Good to go. Let's play around. Okay, that one is a little bit biased, but we'll fix it over here. Here's like You can't do that. You cannot have a mistake in a four-event format. It's a lot of pressure. And I like I like their uh, their tie break on that too, where you break it down and you do the overhead squat. Oh yeah, what was the what was the tiebreaker again? I think it was the original starting weight. So oh, the original you, starting you took, weight. You took a minute. You took ninety seconds off. Okay. And then you had ninety seconds to do that opening weight, the one eighty five, one twenty five. That's right. As many uh, overhead squats as you can in that ninety seconds. Yeah. That was cool. That's a great tiebreaker. Yeah, it's awesome because it's it's. It's also a detriment. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry, you didn't make it. Now we're going to blow you up <laughs> because the day is not over. The day is not over. All right, so what we've had so far, we had an interval-based event totaled of 10 minutes of work, 3-minute three, three AMRAP, 3-minute AMRAP, 4-minute AMRAP. Then the next event was, what, 4 to 5 minutes was our best times of just pure burn it down. Not full send, but pretty damn close. And you, you lost your soul on it for sure. Yeah, they, you were not right after right. that event was, which is why they only did two that day. Could you imagine if they had to do this event right after that? We wouldn't have seen what we saw. Uh, no way. And then you come to this snatch ladder, strength test, lots of opportunities to screw up or lots of opportunities to get better. And we saw PRs. I mean, PR isn't a part of the program. It was just exciting to watch. And now we come to, okay, what haven't we had? Well, we haven't really had anything longer high volume and yeah here we are we have a chipper 150 foot handstand walk in 25 unbroken or foot unbroken sections 50 40 cal row 35 wall ball shots 20 and 14 to a 10 foot target god bless you guys 50 chest to bar pull-ups and then at the peak of the mountain you have 10 devil press at 70s and 50s then you work your way back instead of chest to bar but you go toes to bar i actually really like that 35 wall ball shots, 50, 40 cal row, and another 150 foot handstand walk. And I didn't bring this up while I was talking about it. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I love this chipper. It's awesome. I love it. You've got handstand walks, inverted gymnastics. You get to the rower. Okay, Mr. Handstand, Miss Handstand Walker, enjoy your row, which you're probably not going to stereotypically. Right, The person that's going to do well here, not so much there. We've got some balance. Then you go to the wall ball shot. You're like, hey, another one for the tall athletes as we get into it. Now we go from that inverted handstand to a, you know, basically a, a leg pull movement with the rower to a leg push press with the med ball. And then we go to chest to bar pull-ups, which is pulling. Like that, just bam, 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 bam. I was like, I love it. Yeah. Before we get to the devil presses, I just wish they would have made the wall ball shots 50. 
Uh, 50-50 across. Just yeah. 50 down. <clears throat> yeah. Because the time frame, not just the fact, oh, I want more wall ball shots. It's one, okay, I'll throw my OCD out there. When I go to 150 and I have 50-50-50, that looks really nice. But here's the thing I'm talking about. A 50 cal row and 50 chest of bar pull-ups take way longer than 35 wall ball shots. 35 wall ball shots unbroken takes about a minute and 10 seconds. A 50 cal row takes two and twice that. Those chest bar pull-ups on the back end take twice that. So you have two movements that take twice as long as the middle one. If you just threw in 15 more, you've got your 50s. It would have evened out the workload. That's just me being me. Before we get to the the devil presses. It's a po- I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with that. The one thing I am thinking is that if they were going, okay, row, tall person event. Wall balls, tall person event. Chest to bar, pull-ups, toes to bar. Shorter athletes going to have a better, it kind of has the advantage there. So they're flip-flopping mm-hmm. that. So you have two, you have two uh, events. Actually, well, you have four segments. You got four and four. It's will, even. That's what I mean. So they're going to even it up with yeah. that, though. So they're, they're trying. And I, I think if they would have had the 50 in the 50. Uh, I don't think so, dude. I mean, I would have I would have written it that way almost without even thinking about it, honestly, because of the 50. Like the 35 would have thrown my brain also. Yeah. I would have done that. Um, but OCD numbers aside, it makes the numbers work. It makes the time and effort in the movement more balanced. 35 wall ball shots takes a minute and 10 seconds. 50 cal road does not. <laughs> Neither do 50 chest of our pull-ups. If you did 50 chest of our pull-ups unbroken, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but that's not going to happen, right? Right, right, right. Same thing with the toes to bar. Again, this so is, a, not, this is nitpicky. Anyway. I love this chipper. I really do. I love everything about it. I don't. I don't think you're right. I don't think it, we would have lost it, anything by adding. What is that? Fifteen thirty. Yeah, thirty. Thirty wall balls total. So mm-hmm. that's another minute. You add a minute. Now, the one thing I did hear them talk about this on the broadcast um, was originally the idea was they were going to make it unbroken. The wall ball shots. Oh. Okay. That's why they picked the thirty-five. But then they decided not to do that. I was like, okay, if, if that was the case. I'm cool with that a wrinkle, but they didn't do it because of the online portion because you can't regulate reps online in, it, as much as you should, we'll say that, versus live. And so they took it out. I was like, cool, take it out, bump up the 15 and let people do some work. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they could have, whether that was the case or not, that would have been an easy switch. Right. That would have been an easy switch. Like if it was like, okay, well, we're not doing unbroken, then there's no reason to have that lower. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. Have it lower. All right, and then we get to the middle. So the middle, 10 devil presses at 70 and 50. If you've never done a devil press with 70-pound dumbbells as a guy or 50 pounds as a girl, that shit is so hard. <laughs> I, did, you, I, did you see Annie Sakamoto try this on her Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> I, I messaged her. I was like, are those 100-pound dumbbells? She's like, no, I'm just small. I was like, I know you're small. <laughs> but those look gigantic. Yeah. And she's like, no, they're, they're 50s. And it, it, she, I think she tried two or three times to get it in an actual devil's press. 
And the, the well, one I wrinkle love, in here I that, love that they gave them the caveat. You like I, that? I, I, think it's, I don't. Well, I mean, I think I, here's why. Here's why I like it. Okay. I don't like it for the ease of the event. Mm-hmm. What I think now is it it takes the um, the stress out of the judge. Okay. Out of the judging of it. Like, did it really stop or did it not really stop? Okay. It's like, okay, everyone's going to know that if you have to get them all the way up, it's going to be a lot faster if you snatch them up. But if you don't have the strength to do that, or you're not a, if you have to redip underneath it a mm-hmm. little bit as you go to catch it, okay, maybe that's the thing. And now they don't have to worry about any weird, like they're saying it. Yeah. They're just going like, look, if you fuck up on the movement, get the dumbbells from the ground to overhead. Right. That's all we want. That's yes. what we want. Okay. Not yes. like we need to make sure that your hips are totally not moving and <laughs> right. they don't re bend your knees. And it's a, you know, you're right. I, I think I think that that's why that was put in there. I'm a hundred percent with you, and I totally agree that that's probably the better way to go. Don't call it a devil's press. What would you call it? Just say ground overhead, burpee, or a man maker dumbbells to over. Just say dumbbell double dumbbell ground overhead. Don't I mean? Because, like, maybe performed as a clean and jerk, that's not a devil's press. But like, hey, Bill, we've got 10 snatches in the middle of this event, but you can also clean and jerk them. Like, <laughs> I know that's being nitpicky as shit, but I get it. And here's what I like. I like that they did that because it allowed everybody an opportunity to stay in it in the middle regardless of size or strength. Because if it were, say, a pure devil's press and say you had a burpee, double swing through, you had to pull up the body and you had to keep your knees locked in a lockout, that really heavily favors someone who's bigger and stronger, period. Totally. And it, the Annie example. Now, if you let her clean and jerk them, she's going to get them all, no problem. If you're the bigger, stronger athlete, you still have an advantage here. And here's why I don't want there to be too much of an advantage in the middle. Because of what we've had so far, regardless of the balance of wall balls. You have a handstand walk, you have pull-ups and toes to bar, you have a row and you have wall ball shots. That balances out the athlete. The gymnasty athlete versus the big, strong athlete. There's balance there. In the middle, if you made them devil presses pure, that would have heavily favored into the bigger, stronger athlete category. But when you give them the option to do this clean and jerk format, that negates part of that for them. So there's a little bit more everybody can play in the middle. And by the time you get here and what you have on the tail end, like you have to really manage your work here intelligently. As a OCD programmer, programming snob, just don't call it a devil's press because it's not anymore. That's it. That's it. I, I hear. I hear what you're saying. I think I prefer for, the cleaner jerk option in this format. Un, That's also what I'm agreeing with you on. Understanding of what the movement is. Mm-hmm. Hand on each dumbbell. You do a burpee. You come up and the burpee and the dumbbells go from ground to overhead in one movement or whatever. If you just want to say ground overhead, everyone understands that as a devil press. I still don't. I honestly, I think, and someone actually put this up. Maybe it was Travis. The devil's press, like you're not pressing. It shouldn't be a press. It's a snatch. It's not a press. It's a snatch. So we've been naming it wrong this whole time anyway, honestly. Maybe, yeah. Um, it's a, but that's a good point. It, I, it totally is. Um, I just think that it was, again, for ease of. It's a and cute name. Yes, I get it. yes, you could go back the other way and say, okay, I, you understand the for ease part. But then to w- rename it this very odd, weird 
Okay, then we need to have the double dumbbell burpee <laughs> round to overhead. Just say dumbbell ground overhead. I think it gets convoluted. I get it. I think devil president, everybody knows. It's like, hey, look, you know, but we're not going to like, if you need to clean and jerk, if you need to bend your knee, whatever, get the, get them to overhead. Yeah. And like, that's something that you would say in the briefing yeah. rather than on whatever. But I, 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 again, I think it was more for ease of judging. I, uh, yes. And I like that the movement is in here. I like that people got options. I'm just being, I'm, I'm literally saying I'm just being a snob. I get it. I, just get, I, I don't even. I don't see you being a snob. I see no, you being it's, nitpicky it's a little of the snobby. Name. It's yeah, it's nitpicky. It's not as nitpicky as the wall balls. That needed to happen. That was a miss. I don't disagree with that one. I don't disagree with that one. That being said, all. this was the best event you could add to the three that we've had with the time frame, the volume, the reps, the balance, and the movement patterns. I love that they put toes to bar on the second fifty after the halfway point, then doing chest to bars again. I loved that. I really did. And then the handstand whack after uh, walk after all that at the end. Like you yeah. just had to be dialed in or Tudor Magda, pick one. <laughs> Jesus, have uh, you seen anything like that before? No. How good he is on his so hands. Good, yeah, it's disgusting. And I mean, he's I used so to think strong. Like Noah, Noah and those guys were good, but like he just he's like. Oh, well, we thought level. like Daniel Brandon and Katrin Davis are like. Daniel Brandon is probably the closest counterpart as far as speed walking is concerned because right. she is so fast and she's so good inverted. But that dude is on another level. From that yeah. is wild. I, yeah, I, I like the fact that we had all these things at the end. It's the final event. And, you know, we, we have said how many times, you know, when you're putting, where you're putting rowing in, when you can decide to put that in there. Um, you know, if you're going to have something at the end, make it count. And now it really does count. Like you have to push the row hard to get through it, to get to the handstand. And then now you're at max fatigue, last movement of the day, last event of the day. Yeah. And you have to be able to push with accuracy on your hands. Yeah. And that is I mean, with unbroken sets. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just, I, I think that it is, again, it's really cool. Four events and man, they, they, they got a lot of stuff in that four events. A lot. Yeah. It's really cool. They did a great job. I really do. Yeah, they, they did. They really did. And, and the amount, I mean, what are the things that I, oh, the box height, bleh, whatever. 35 versus 50. And that's it. Don't call it this. It's a man maker. It's not a devil's press. It's what it is. We don't call those man makers. All right. We can't say that anymore. Person makers. <laughs> people, people makers. <laughs> uh, uh. But you get what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm being. Here's the we thing. Call so, it a devil maker. A devil maker. Whatever. Right. Uh, we, I've made up devil thruster. You're welcome, world. Um, <laughs> Here's here's the thing when I when I say things like box height or rep schemes or names is that I want to make sure that I'm also consistent in every critique I've ever made for the last two and a half years when we talk programming. These are all things that I I'm consistent with, and so I don't want to be like yeah this is all fine no problems and then like one event two years ago like what the fuck dude you grilled me for 
yeah. calling it something that it shouldn't have been called. I mean, oh, shoot, we had that. What did we have? Oh, King Kong 2.0. We're like, this is even King Kong. Oh, what are you talking about? Right? Yeah. But like, that's that's part of it. Right? And so I'm just trying to be consistent too and fair for everyone across the board. So yeah, what I what do I think box step over should be the same height between men and women? Yes, because of the added weight to what you're doing the movement is. Do I think time frames between movements if you're creating a chipper specifically too should be relatively close that there's not one thing weighted more than the other that's usually what i'm looking at right i don't want it to be only be it's not a chipper if the only the row matters because there's so much or or a certain movement matters because of so much because a chipper really should all be is like you can have all these cute numbers but the hardest part is can you balance the skill, the difficulty, and the weights, and the reps? Like the, thir- like the 30 double-unders at the 2000, was it 2008? Yeah, the 2009 CrossFit Games when you had like 30 thrusters at oh, 135 yeah, yeah. or the dumbbell thrust or whatever. It was power cleans and weighted dumbbells and muscle-ups, 30, 30, 30, 15, 15, and it all was really hard, and they had 30 double-unders in there. <laughs> right? <laughs> That doesn't work, and that's what we're talking about. And that's, that's a whole that's a whole other lesson. Maybe we do an episode on like how to program a chipper. But oh yeah, one thing shouldn't overtake all of it. Why were the ten reps perfect at that weight in the middle of that chipper? Because it still took two and a half minutes to do, just like the hands. Well, not the handstand walk, but like just like the row, just like the gymnastics. Not so much the wall ball shot. Like that's what we're saying. Like yeah, balance among that. So that's nitpicky. However. All that being said, man, if I'm giving this an Element 26 review for the program itself, uh, 1.9. Like, for for the limited number of events, for one, how difficult that is to do to make it balance across all fours, to sneak in a strength test that worked out okay. Now, the number of field really helped. When you have 12, you can do that. Right. 2000, right. a little bit harder. But my nitpickiness and verbiage and whatever, this was great. They did a great job. Uh, I, I like the score you gave. I was going to, I was going to say, uh, one and three quarters. I was um, thinking one eight, but I was like, eh. That's okay. I, I, I think that um, with four events, there there wasn't any that were like a big there, – there weren't any – like the negatives were nitpicky negatives. Um, I still think that like the first event, it's, it's a gameable event. I mean I, I think I would have almost rather had it set up with – you know, t- take, the, take the minute out. And say, mm-hmm. okay, you have to do an unbroken set of ring muscle ups, and that ends up being what your what your your score is, something like that. So you can't game it at like uh, like the Pat Barber style. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. But I. But again, I loved all the things that they gave. I love all of the p for four events and having all of those different elements that they put into it in right. real creative ways. Um. And you're right, that last one, I mean, it needed to be long. It needed to be extended because they didn't have that with the other ones. Um, even though, you know, with the the rounds, with the snatch event, like it, it was longer because it was 90 seconds and it was eight rounds or 10 rounds or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it wasn't like where you're working the entire time. So they needed to have something like that. And I like the chipper that they had. Yes, they could have made those 50 on the wall balls. I mean, going back, I thought it was a weird number. I didn't really look too much at the time frame of it, but you're right. It, it, it would have added, it would have balanced it out more to make that be across, you know, and especially when we're talking about what you do with the chipper, that all of those elements should be at least, they should be at least level. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that they had the row that it was a pyramid and up and a down um, of the uh, uh, the elements and having the row in the handstand walk really matter. Mm -hmm. You had to go. You couldn't game the the row. You're at the end. Like all you have left after right. that is handstand walking. So you go from maximum fatigue into a, an extremely technical event for distance. Well, a good distance, 150 feet is like no joke. That's really far. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like you're doing that at maximum fatigue. Like you, that, that. It's 50 yards the, for those who guys counting the, at home. Yeah. The way that they pushed everyone in those four events, I thought was really impressive. Um, a couple little tweaks, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think I think they did an unbelievable job. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Like, I, I honestly really, when I saw the, the 579, like when I saw that it came out, I'm like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. Dude, it sucked me right in. And I know that was a bad one. <laughs> right. But I got sucked right in. I'm like, I like the weights. I like everything. I thought it was, they did a great job. I was like that with the chipper. I was like, I respect yeah. that, but fuck that workout. I want to do this nice long <laughs> one that has not a barbell in sight, please. <laughs> yeah, and in part, I was going to go 1.8. You know, you're you're saying one and three quarters. The only reason yeah. why I ticked it up to one nine is because there was only four events, and that's really really hard to do. So they they almost got an extra point one just because of the limited framework they they had to work with. I'm giving them a point one respect for that. It's much easier to program a more well balanced test with more events, and so I think what they did with what they had was very impressive. It was it was very to me very similar. Um, Oh, I got a question for you this after this. 2007 games. I mean, here we are. We're talking three events, and we're like, oh, wow, they just hit everything. Okay. And it's like, but was that – was? I mean, so now it's like, okay, so if these guys nail it in four events, do we need to have 15 events in? Like, do we need to have events where you have <laughs> that much stuff? Is the mystery event not only the start of finish of event number one, but is it like, okay, how did they last through the course of four mm -hmm. days of – competition you know that yeah. uh they have that longevity and that that ability i don't know i really i like that i just uh yeah i still think that's a fucking great score though yeah either of them so question for you hmm. if this were the last chance qualifier events fuck yes okay for both years yeah uh for both what uh, for both years that we've gone through. Oh, oh. Uh, well, we know for sure you're one. That one was garbage. That one was stupid. Um, yes. I think that, uh, yeah. I mean, you're getting, you're getting people that have gymnastic skills. You're getting people that have volume skills. You're getting people that have endurance skills. You're getting people that have uh, strength skills. Yeah. We're getting the, we would be getting correct people to where they need to go for sure. What about the 2008 CrossFit games? 
better with his quality. Better t- if it, like if this was two thousand eight and this was the test, would you be like, "Yep, ooh, better test"? Uh, I don't. I think this well, is the easy question. I'm going to give you the well, harder one afterwards. Uh, okay. I, I think this is unequivocally my, yes. My, I'm sorry. My, okay. gen- my general <laughs> answer is going to be, of course, yes. But but I but there's a caveat to that that mm. we have what 15 years of programming and testing to see how it really works when we're putting things together. I mean, here we are back at that year, we're doing rowing and trying yeah. to drive a, a stake into the ground. You know what I mean? Like, and every minute, every event was four minutes, three to four minutes oh, long. Wait a minute. That was, that wasn't. Yeah. yeah wait, wait. Yeah. That was 2009. That was 2009. Sorry 2008. Um, I thought this yes, was this the easy one. This is the layup one. Okay. Thank God. I was yeah, like, yeah, Bill, Bill, this was a 2008 was the worst program CrossFit games of all time. <laughs> um, now here's, here's the other one. Is this better than the 2007 CrossFit games? Three events for today. Yes. For then. No. Okay. I think that, the, the level of athletes at the time. If we were to put these these events on those athletes, they would they would be standing there looking like idiots. Oh, could you imagine in two thousand seven if they put out seventy pound dumbbells in there? <laughs> exactly. If we would put the two thousand seven on these guys, it would be a fucking joke. Right. Right. So, um, I, I yes, I think it's better a better programmed event. Mm-hmm. But it's it's better programmed for athletes now, not yeah. athletes then. I like that. I think the 2007 CrossFit Games was the perfect CrossFit Games for the demographic that we had in 2007. With yeah, the simplicity of the test. Just, and for the landscape of what CrossFit was. Right, and what we were defining I mean, fitness to be. Exactly. We've gone through this. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah, for what it was then, it was perfect. Did we give it two thumbs up that year? What did we give them? Uh, you were the one that was floored. You're like, holy shit. I, I was, I came in. I was wow, like, this is a worthless test. Yeah. You're like, oh okay. fuck. They nailed everything. Janelle asked, he's like, <laughs> what gets a, what gets a two thumber? I think I've only, I think 2018 I gave it. 18. I think we gave. Yeah. I was like, it'd be borderline perfect. And some of that, that perfection is totally in my own bias, in my own eyes, in my own opinion. Yes. That's it. 100%. This is all opinion-based bullshit anyways, guys. I don't know why the fuck you listen to what we say. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say that on podcast. No, Except I know when why. when we talk about how to program. Yeah, that right. Is, that, that, yeah. That's not, that's not, that's very objective, yeah. not subjective. It is, it is. But uh, no, great test, great job. Again, you know, Savon Podcast, everything that they did and the format which they was and this like, having a beer at the bar on the couch with your buddies and talking about cross it with the world in a fashion that I think a, in a format, I think a lot, like a lot of people are drawn to. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Really good stuff. Well guys, thank you so much for joining the show today. We had a blast going through that. Billy, we going to, uh, the shoot book club speak, the right? book club. Okay. We talked about this last time. We're going to the Glassman chipper cross the journal book club. And if you guys didn't listen to the last one, The next one on the docket is called an interview with Coach Greg Glassman. And what we're basically just going to go through is just read through this interview he did 20 years ago. We put it in the chat if you guys watch it on YouTube. Thursday, we're going to go live, and we're going to get a peek into the brain of Greg Glassman in the peak. Let's see. The article was written in January of 2003. And this his outlook on 
the fitness landscape, how he's def- started to define this thing. Right? Like it just, it's going to be great. I, I'm so excited about this one. It's going to be, a, it'll be fun. I'm so excited about this one. So I hope you guys join us then. We'll uh, let you guys know what time that'll be. What time do you, afternoon? Uh, yeah. Afternoon. So around the same yeah. time as we had today. We'll let yeah. you guys know. We'll let you guys know. Other than that, thank you guys for joining the show. See you for a fun one on Thursday. Bye, guys. Thank you.